Hey there, welcome back to another Principles-Based Business Podcast interview. Today, we're talking to Lorraine Beato from eXp Realty from Georgia, Atlanta, right? That's correct. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. I can't complain. It's a crazy world right now, but, you know, we're all going to make it. We are. So let everybody know a little bit about you and and what what got you into the business how'd you get started oh my gosh um so as you said i'm lorraine beato i have um been a, a licensed realtor for over 25 years at this point um i've done it all i actually started doing appraisals on the side while i was working full-time before i actually sold real estate but i got my license right out of college and originally from New York and reading the art of the deal as I was on the train <laughs> going to uh, to Manhattan to work my internship uh, for Merrill Lynch on the mortgage-backed securities trading floor is kind of what, what really got me started. So I was on the mortgage-backed securities trading floor back in the 80s before I got licensed. And then my girlfriend said, you know, when we graduated college, let's just go get our, our real estate license for shits and giggles. And I said, okay, no problem. Um, but I never sold. I was always in the corporate world in Manhattan, uh, but loved real estate. So I became a licensed appraiser. I think New York state back in the day was one of the first states to require that. And, um, that's what I did. Then we had a corporate move to Atlanta in 1996. And I was like, great. I get to be a stay at home mom. Cause my daughter was not quite two. And, you know, I think that lasted all of 60 days. So I saw that there was reciprocity from New York to Georgia. I called the lady that sold us our house and said, okay, um, I'm ready to be a real estate agent. And uh, that's kind of how I started. Crazy. I never knew that you were an appraiser. Yes. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's big, very valuable, especially in, I mean, in any market, but especially in this market. Yeah. So between that and I had a short stint as a, as a loan officer back in New York for a bit, I'm now a licensed MLO again. I did that last year to open uh, a company here in Georgia for a friend of mine who's in Miami. So I've kind of done all facets of it. I'm also an investor. Um, I wrote a book. Um, so I'm an author. I wrote Flip the Switch from Real Estate Agent to Real Estate Investor because I really feel that real estate agents should invest in the thing that they sell every day um, to help plan for retirement. Nice. What would you say has changed in the industry since when you got started? Oh my gosh. So a lot has changed. So when I first got started, even though I didn't practice, there was no buyer's agency, right? And that's, that's all the hoopla now with, with everything that's going on. Um, you know, we would go through the MLS books, right? Listings were in a book that came out every quarter. Even when I did appraisals, I would go get the book every quarter. Um, you know, there was no internet when I got started. People often asked me, you know, what was on the real estate exam? And I said, you need to understand when I took my real estate test, I had to bubble in the lines with the, the bubble in the circles with the number two pencil. So um, a lot. The biggest part, I think, you know, for somebody who's been doing this this long is just the technology where we are and how far it's come. Nice. What would you say that somebody who started, I don't know, in the last three to five years has missed out on because they didn't start when you did? Like what what did they, you know, what what disadvantage do they have? So I, I 
think the fact that, you know, nowadays, a lot of people that got into the business in the last couple of years, in my opinion, are used to things being easy. Um, I remember when listings would take six to nine months to sell. And I also think that we had, you know, some tougher conversations back then. In the last couple of years, it's been pretty easy to sell real estate, right? Whether you're a seller or, you know, buyer's agents had it a little harder because we had the whole multiple offer craze. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's hard work. Real estate is hard work. It's not easy peasy. You need to learn how to have some tough conversations with your clients you know, especially with sellers when your your listings maybe aren't selling as quickly as they were a year ago. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What would um what would you say the economy is doing to the industry right now? And what do you see it what how do you see it in the next 18 months? Oh gosh, you know, if I had a crystal ball. Um I so I tend to read a lot. Um, and, and I've, I've seen so much information from so many different places, right? When you look at, you know, foreclosures are still at, at an all time low and people need to remember we had a moratorium, you know, for two, two and a half years where there were no foreclosures. Um, you know, interest rates are, you know, a little higher. They're still not astronomical. And I think it's really niched down to your local market. So I've seen a lot of real estate agents. I'm, I'm in a lot of groups as you are, where it says, you know, showings are slowing down. I have a client whose property I have on the market right now. And he was going to sell a year ago and changed his mind. And he's like, well, in Colorado right now, it's a buyer's market. I can now afford to go move out there and I'll take the hit in the interest rate. So I really think that there are micro markets and it's more what is happening in in your specific market because atlanta is still a hot market we still have a lot of people moving in we have a lot of tech firms um you know a lot of also medical you know doctors moving into atlanta and um you know we're also the hollywood of the south so when you look at all of that you know real estate is still pretty hot in atlanta but the economy and what's happening and is there a recession coming we've got information that is literally all over the map i know you know i, I had said something to somebody earlier today we have a new home goods store that opened up i walked in there the other day three entire aisles of christmas stuff they were wiped out the restaurants are full um everybody's looking to hire there are signs everywhere to hire so you know, I, I don't know. And then I've got some other gurus that are like, it's going to be a crash. I mean, I don't think we'll see another 2008 because, um, you know, of, of everything that was put into place, right? It's not as easy to get a mortgage anymore. But I, I mean, part of me thinks it's a crapshoot if I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, no matter what, real estate will always move. The investors are waiting for it to drop so they can go in, you know, and scoop up properties. Um, your regular buyers and sellers, I mean, buyers are still, we still have multiple offers in Atlanta. If you have the right property at the right price and the right price point. Um, and then of course, you know, we've got elections coming up. So God only knows what's going to happen. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of uncertainty for, uh, 2024. Absolutely. So I think, you know, you just, um be a little bit more conservative maybe than than you would be otherwise and and just you know hope for the best and plan for the worst and your your market is, is it just atlanta metro or 
like what like what areas are your your market pretty much atlanta metro um i would say so kind of i joke to people that i won't go further south in the airport um i live in what's considered north atlanta and so things in the suburbs there's like no inventory um you know we're still seeing prices appreciate not the way that they were but we're still seeing prices appreciate and then when you get closer into the city of atlanta and kind of some of those surrounding areas we, we are seeing longer days on market i am seeing more price reductions um a little bit of seller concessions not a whole lot and then you know you you get some pockets where people just really want to live and uh, things just still go you know my last listing went in four days with eight offers and we got above list price by uh what five percent more than what we were listed at more or less so it's, it's really important to really know your market and what's happening because i do work with investors like i said i i do go you know kind of atlanta um some of the like DeKalb county like decatur and we used to fix and flip and because we invest as well but if i don't know a market i'm also going to tell you look i don't know let me go do my research but my my bread and butter is north atlanta where i live for more of the residential stuff nice and is your is your market seasonal at all like you know a lot of the markets are no not really um it's funny because i tend to be busiest at the end of the year and that's for me that's my own personal business um november december i tend to have more business than i do in july crazy well it gets hot in july don't it in, the, in atlanta <laughs> it does get hot in july but i think because we have so many people that transfer in right that are maybe starting new jobs in january you know they're looking at november and december oh yeah that's a that's a good point what what would you say um if you you know not having a crystal ball but just in, from your experience what would you say are some of the things that you think agents are going to struggle with in the next agents and the industry in the next 12 18 months um i i think that they're really going to struggle with where's their business coming from and you know 95 percent of my business is word of mouth and networking and i i think that's you know where they're going to struggle we've got a lot of people that are sitting on you know three percent mortgages that don't want to move we also have you know not enough housing that was built and so i think it's that's going to be i mean we're seeing it now right pretty much everybody i know their business is down myself included and it's where's that business going to come from and it's going to be learning to really you know build those relationships that you already have and like i said to someone a couple of days ago you know learn to go deep in those relationships not necessarily wide um so i think that and then you know we'll see what happens with all of these you know lawsuits with nar i mean there was just one filed in georgia three days ago and you know is buyer's agency gonna go away i mean i've actually been saying this for probably three or four years now um that i thought that buyer's agency may go away and you know it, it'll be interesting to see what what shakes out with all of this because at the end of the day you and i know with you know especially first-time home buyers they're having a hard time getting into properties now and if they have to go and pay their agents out of their pocket um it's it's going to be a challenge so it's that's the other part of it right learning to show your worth i don't consider myself a real estate agent i consider myself a real estate consultant because i have people that keep coming back to me 
over and over and over again that I've done multiple transactions with. And now they're looking at, okay, I have a client now who's in Miami. I want to start investing in Miami. Can you help me with that? And so I have a great referral. And I think it's, it's learning to think outside the box, you know, and learn about creative financing. We're starting to see more and more of that. And how can you truly be a consultant to your client, whether it's a buyer or a seller, and not just always think about putting a sign in the yard because that may not solve their problem. Nice. Yeah, no, I agree. Would you, you know, something I was having a conversation with somebody and I can't remember who it was, but one of the things that I think is going to show up that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, and I love your opinion on it, is I think that listing agents are going to suffer too if buyer agency goes away and buyer. I think that there's a lot of the agents that, you know, love listings because quote unquote, they're less work. Do you think that there's going to be a bit of a fallout and a bit of a, a, a awakening for certain listing agents who think that, you know, this doesn't impact them? Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, d depending on what happens, right, it, you know, in the next 12 to 18 months, it, you know, I, I have, I just, I've had a lot of conversations in like the last week, you know, I, I had this conversation with somebody, it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, you know, how it's about finding solutions. And so I had, I will share a story, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Went on a listing appointment with one of my mentees a year ago, it was November of last year had the listing paperwork signed, they were ready to go, they were gonna wait two weeks to clean out the property because there was just a lot of stuff in the house. You know, we hit the holidays, then the son had a new baby in March and time went on. They were gonna list it in June and then it was July. And then we got a call a um, little less than three weeks ago. And it's like, hey, we need to sell the property like now. And so my, my mentee calls me up and he's like, hey, Lorraine, I've scheduled the photographer and they're ready to list the house because it's going to auction. And I said, wait, it, what do you mean it's going to auction like the foreclosure auction? And he said, yes. And I said, if you take out the weekends, right, because now it's it, it's, you know, already with an attorney, you don't have time to sell it. It's going to have to be a cash buyer. We don't have time for a regular buyer to go and purchase this and so time kept going on it kept dragging on and i'm like okay now we're down to two weeks and you know all he could think about was getting a sign in the yard and i said that's not going to help them they're going to lose the property so one of the things i had suggested was if i could come in and take over the property and it's a strategy i know you're very familiar with as well can i come in and reinstate the loan take over the mortgage right get it fixed um and then for me i was either going to flip it or turn it as a rental and then give the owner some cash um so that's a situation where i turned it into a win-win because i caught up their mortgage they're going to um have their credit restored and you know when i get everything done i will give them some cash whereas if it went to the courthouse steps they would have nothing and you know it's 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 you know it's what 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 else can you do Right. And if you don't know how to solve those problems and, you know, help a seller out of a pickle that, you know, unfortunately it wasn't that we didn't follow up, they just buried their head in the sand. I mean, they were six months behind on their mortgage. Um, and I think we're going to see more of those people and it's showing them that there is an out, there is a way um, that they can still be helped. No. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's a, there's a lot of education that, 
this industry as a whole needs to do. And, you know, we've got to not turn our nose up to a lot of the solutions that, you know, weren't needed in a hot market. Yeah. And it's, it's getting out there and learning about them. And it, it, you're right. It's all about, it's educating the agents as well as educating the clients. It, it goes both ways. Yeah, exactly. What are some of the changes that you're doing in your business to, you know, prepare for the next 12, 18 months? Um, so I, I actually think I'm going to start to run some ads to be completely honest with you. It's not anything I've ever done, but I think it's something that I'm going to do. And, um, what else am I doing? I mean, I've been trying to shift out of sales for, for a little bit now and focus more on, you know, mentoring agents and, and pushing my flip the switch and speaking at events and empowering agents and showing them that they need to be planning for retirement. Um, but yeah, I just um, actually spoke to someone. I'm going to see about running some ads, some Facebook ads. That's not my whole thing. The whole drip system, the whole nine yards, because that is not my wheelhouse. And just networking and, and just keeping in front of my clients, um, especially now at the holidays. I always do my own hand, handwritten notes. Um, I always do my own Christmas cards and just being more intentional with what I do and my time because I am terrible at time blocking. I'll be the first one to say it and get some automation because I have no automation in my business. Nice, nice. Well, what would you say has changed in the consumer's sentiment about agents from when you got started to now? Um, so, okay. And this is going to sound terrible, but I think that right now consumers have access to way more information than we ever had years ago. They can go online, they can find the properties and, you know, we all hate the big Z, but look, they figured out what to do, right? And I think that there's just a lot more information. So the consumer that we have now versus the consumer that we had, you know, maybe 15 years ago, they're a lot more educated. They're a lot more educated about the process. Um, and in a way, real estate's a little bit easier. I mean, I think technology has done that for us. We don't have to get in a car necessarily and show 50 houses. I remember I'd spend like every weekend, you know, for a couple of months, just looking at house after house after house, when now they can go online and see them. And so I think that's the biggest one, the whole, you know, uh, virtual tours and, and just everything everywhere, the access to information. Consumers are a lot more educated now than they were several years ago. So they probably feel like they don't need the agents as much because they're not the gatekeeper anymore, correct? Correct, correct. What what would you say that agents and brokers can do to change kind of that that perception of that agents aren't a need anymore? I think it goes back to education, right? And it also depends on the client. You know, some clients understand the value of having someone just kind of not necessarily do everything for you, but have someone who can facilitate can facilitate the process, right? Because at the end of the day, you're paying a professional, in my opinion, right? At the end of the day, you're paying a professional to collapse time, to keep you from possibly making mistakes that may cost you thousands of dollars. And that's kind of goes back to where I said, you know, learn to not just be a real estate agent, right? But learn to truly be a consultant um, where your clients value what you bring to the table. A, a lot of my clients 
for the most part, yes, they come to me because they, they've got a unique situation or they're not sure how to handle it or, um, or, or they don't have the time, right? Like I, I have a client, we've done five or six transactions and she's a high level executive. She doesn't care. She doesn't have time. She has time to open the door. She doesn't want to sell her own house. She is more than happy to pay someone because she's out there focusing on her highest dollar per hour activity with what she does and would rather have a professional who understands the contract, who knows how to negotiate, um, you know, who knows who knows the industry. I mean, I've been entrenched in this industry for 30 years. Um, that's a lot of time. And I'm always learning. The day I stop learning is the day I die. So I think it's it's showing, you know, what is the knowledge that you have that maybe someone can't find online, right? What scenario have you been through and it's those experiences that we go through as real estate agents that your typical homeowner, um, you know, your buyer or seller hasn't gone through. So they don't know how to navigate through those situations. That's a good thing. That the That's a huge takeaway. It's the experiences that they can't find online, right? That you, that you have because you've been doing it for so long and so many times. Exactly. And if you had to give an agent right now, one of your mentees or a broker, you know, one bit of advice, like, hey, if you can only do one thing, do this in order to help your business. Um, if you can only do one thing, get out there and talk to people. Get out there, talk to people, start building those relationships and become that that trusted resource for them. And how do you, how do you, because I know you, you mentioned networking a few times and I was actually just talking to a broker um, the other day. And I was telling them, you know, you've got to be strategic on how you do it. Like, what are your, what are some of your best tips to make sure that you're, you know, there's getting out and talking to people and then there's making sure you're, you're keeping up with them. You're collecting information. Like, what are you, what are some of the things that you do when you like to make sure that your networking is strategic and, and you can, you know, get a benefit from it? So, um, I've kind of shifted gears the last couple of years. Um, and I actually started paying to be in some, you know, higher level uh, networking groups and masterminds where, you know, people don't have a problem coming to the table and plunking down, you know, five grand for a weekend. And so I've been more strategic in that sense, because in my opinion, you know, those are, are how do I say this? <laughs> not sounding terrible. You know, those are the people that have taken the time and the money to invest in themselves. And so the quality of the leads and the quality of those relationships that I have are completely different. I went to a mastermind. It's coming up on three years ago. Um, I met someone in the self-storage space. Okay, that led me to a four and a half million dollar deal that I would not have had had I not met that person in that room. I mean, unfortunately, the deal didn't go through during due diligence which is fine because that was $125,000 commission. So what I've traded yet yeah, the five grand for 125 all day, every day. And so for me, I used to go to a lot of different events and now it's been more, okay, what are the events or even the Facebook groups? Cause I network a lot on Facebook. What are the groups um, that are going to help me meet my avatar, more of my perfect client and Coming from value, I try to always provide value um, and offer a suggestion or share some education or 
you know, a well put together um, perspective on something. If someone has a problem or, or like, you know, what have I, what did I do that worked for me? And so it's always coming from contribution. That's the word I was looking for. And it's not, I want, I want, I want. It's what I always come with. What can I do for you? And how can I help you? Or how can we work together and create some synergy? Nice. That's awesome. So why don't you let everybody know again how um, what areas you cover for referrals and then also like, you know, what do you got out there that they can look you up for and things of that nature? Yeah, sure. So I am in Metro Atlanta. I am also licensed in South Carolina, specifically in the Bluffton Hilton Head area because we own um, investment properties out there. Um, they can find me at Lorraine Beato. I'm a Lorraine Beato across all platforms. Um, they can pick up a copy of my book on Amazon, which is flip the switch from real estate agent to real estate investor. And I am hoping to, I'm not hoping, I'm working on launching uh, a mentoring program for agents who want to learn more about, you know, flipping the switch and investing in the thing they sell every day. Nice. Well, thank you for taking the time and sharing your tips. I'm sure, you know, um, those who are trying to figure out which way is up right now will benefit from them. I think that, you know, there is a theme of from all these interviews that I've been doing is just, like you said, get out and talk to people. You know, it's it's just about getting in front of people and, and building those relationships. Stop yeah. hiding behind AI, right? <laughs> so there you go <laughs> yeah exactly but um thanks again lorraine now you're so welcome it was my pleasure awesome